Welcome, everybody, to the Parsha Parable podcast. It's Parsha Shemini. It's the Parsha that talks about the inauguration of the Mishkan. And the joy was immeasurable. I mean, it was sometimes compared to the creation of the world. It was the ribbon-cutting ceremony of the cherished king's new palace. In this case, obviously, it was a shrine to the king of kings. But in a very tragic and anticlimactic sequence, the celebration went ter- terribly wrong. The children of Aaron, Nadav and Aviu, entered into the realm of the outer limits. They went into the Holy of Holies, the Kodesh Kedashim, and they offered Ketores in a way that was not commanded by the Almighty, although they assumed that it would surely bring joy to their Creator. But it was their own recipe. And thus, uncommanded and uncalled for, something went terribly wrong. The Torah tells us a fire came forth before Hashem and consumed them, and they died before Hashem. And it's, it's hard for us to, to fathom the pain of Aaron HaKohen, the high priest, realizing that his own children are killed directly from the Almighty on the day that is supposed to be the most glorious testament to the priesthood, to the kahuna. But he doesn't react in open agony, rather just through silence and acceptance. The Torah tells us, by Yidom Aaron and Aaron was silent. And that silence was not only commended, but it's extolled. And as a reward for that stoic action, action of acceptance, the next command of the Torah is offered directly to Aaron and not mentioning Moshe, who normally was the principal in receiving Hashem's directive. Yet despite the praise that's meted to Aaron for his silence, the nation is also commanded to act and to react, but in a diametrically opposed manner. Moshe says, The entire house of Israel shall mourn, shall bewail the conflagration that Hashem ignited. So Aaron is praised for his silence, yet the nation is told to openly bewail and to mourn the tragedy. So what's the difference? So I'd like to share a story that I heard from Rabbi Moshe Weinberger. Back in the 1800s, the Maggot of Trisk, was very close with Ramendel of Vorka. And they lived not far from each other, but um, Ramendel moved to the other side of the forest, which was basically a distance of a half a day's walk. And uh, thus Ramendel's um, of Vorka had a shamus who felt very bad, and he decided that he offered the, the gabai, the shamish of the Ramendel, offered, or let's call him Maishala, offered to make a three-hour trip every Friday to deliver the correspondence um, uh, back and forth. And they would write letters each day, each Friday. And so it went. Every Friday morning, Maishala would set out across the forest, deliver Mendel's letter to the Triska Magad, and he would make for the Magad to read the letter and reply, and then he would take it back. Sometimes it would take longer. The Magad would walk into his study, and he would be crying, and he would give back the letter, and he would give back the letter back and forth. Of course, he wouldn't open it, but once his curiosity overtook him, and what are those letters writing every Friday? What's going on? So he says, would it be so bad if I take a peek? So one, one Friday, he opens up the envelope, and he, you know, makes sure the seal's not broken. 
and he sees a blank piece of paper, and he's shocked. And he puts it back, and he gives the letter to the Triskamagid, and then the Rebbe goes in, gives him back a letter, he opens that up, and he looks inside, and it's empty, it's blank. Well, what is this, crazy things? He doesn't know what to do. The whole shop is he's walking around, and he, he's, he's terribly upset. And the Rebbe sees to him, he says, Remendel calls him into the study, he says, Emotionally, you look very uh, bothered, what's the matter? He says, what's the matter? You know, I've been schlepping back and forth three hours every Friday, this way and that way. And, 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 and I'm looking, I looked at the letter, there's nothing in there, what's going on? So Remendel says to him, he says, listen, the Torah has written a shchayral gabi eshlovano, black letters on white parchment. And the halach is, there has to be white space in between. There are the black letters express the words that we say, and the white contains messages that are even deeper that we don't say. Certain feelings that are expressed only through the black letters, and then there are feelings that are expressed through the white, through the silence. Depending on the person, there are different ways to express. So we have to understand and I thought that this parasha would really, really be applicable as a parable to this, well, to become the nimshal. I don't know the English word for the parabolic, not the parable itself, but what is gained from the parable, the nimshal. What is that? That we have to realize that not everybody can equate the reaction required by a mourner to that of a responsive community. Not everybody's on the level to keep quiet. For those who can make their statement of faith, and strength through silence, that's a gavaldika, it's a wonderful expression. For the rest of us, we're not on the level, then we must express our sorrow and explain it in a way that's a human way, the way that Moshe Rabbeinu explained us. But then there's white mourning and there's black mourning. There's expressive mourning and then there's silent mourning. The great silent mourning is on the level of Ayidom Aaron. The expressive mourning is on V'chol Beis Yisrael Yifku, as I say for Asher Sarah Hashem, have a wonderful Shabbos.